Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is Wellness 101. Brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your home for common sense science based health care. Here's your host, Dr. T.J. Williams. And welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. T.J., and with me, as always, is Aaron. Hi. How are you on this fine day? Great. Well, that's fantastic. I'm over here trying to get my timer going, so I kind of know how long we have. Um, so we've got a a, a good show today. Um, well, I always say that. They're all good shows. They're all good shows. But today we're going to talk about over-the-counter medications. Um, we have a, a lot of them. So this may end up turning into a couple different shows um, about over-the-counter medicines. We're kind of going to do this a little bit differently. A lot of times on our shows we, we talk quite a bit about, you know, whatever it is that we're talking about. Then at the end we give, you know, some some alternatives um, that you can do uh, to help yourself or more natural ways that you can help yourself. We're kind of going to sprinkle that sort of information in and throughout the show today, which is a little bit different from our, our typical format. So if you're new to the show, um, it's, it's... Well, if you're new to the show... If you're new to the show, it's going to be no different to you. Um, if you're not, well, then you may enjoy this a little more. We'll, we'll get plenty of feedback, I'm sure, no matter, no matter what. Um, so with over-the-counter medications, everyone, everyone just thinks that just because something's over-the-counter that it's safe, it's, it's okay for you, that you can take it. Um, and that's not 100% the case. Well, and more and more research is coming out showing the dangers to medications that we always thought were fairly benign, right? Well, well let's think about this from a common sense perspective. This stuff, a lot of the of, of the quote over the counter medications, they were prescriptions at one time. There's there's lots of things um, like Zyrtec, for instance. You can go in and buy Zyrtec now over the counter. Well, previously you had to have a prescription for that, and so you would only get so much. Or pain relievers, you would only get so much. Or antacid medication, you would only get so much. Well, now you can go and buy this stuff and take it. Decide to take it yourself. And then take it every single day, multiple times a day, over and over. And it was never meant to be utilized like that. Yeah, but I mean, even, you know, take the, take it even farther than that. It's not even the fact that people are taking it differently than what they're supposed to be taking. We just, through more research, are finding that these you know, these medications have a lot more side effects than, like, long-term side effects than we ever knew they had before. So even if someone, you know, was taking, 
you know, say Zyrtec exactly as prescribed through a doctor and they didn't change how they were taking it. Well, we're learning that, you know, medications, you know, we talk about this all the time. Medications should not be taken over a prolonged period of time. You're going to change the way that your body functions, right? right. I mean, that makes sense. There, there's no 30-year study on pretty much anything. Right. And so the longer that these things are out, the more, you know, research we're able to do, we're finding, oh, wait, there are some problems. I mean, you know, Tylenol is a great example. You know, all of a sudden we're learning, oh, wait, maybe people, you know, it's not this medication. I mean, people in pregnancy are having issues with Tylenol, where we've always been told Tylenol is completely safe. Um, You know, Tylenol has uh, been shown to have a problem with young children. And we were always told, oh, well, it's not, you know, there's, they're just, there's more to it um, than what we ever knew. And that's because there weren't long-term studies before. And so we're kind of now just gaining the knowledge that we need to be careful about all medications, whether they're over-the-counter or not. True. So the, when you really get into the statistics of this stuff, it's it's staggering. And I'm not going to bore you to death with statistics other than the fact that Americans – now, let's, let's just take into consideration how many people there are in this country. There's about 320 million of us. Right, total from from infants all the way up to over a hundred year olds. There's about three hundred and twenty million of us, but Americans make two point nine billion trips to pharmacies to purchase over the counter medications every single year. That's nine trips to the to a pharmacy for every man, woman, and child. Right, that's what the math comes out. I I actually mathed right here on my. I wonder on my what you're notepad. doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was writing while she was talking a second ago. I'm over here. No, mathing. I just thought you were taking notes on what I was saying. So <laughs> <laughs> it must have been something really good. <laughs> <laughs> Failed. Um, but what's crazy about that is there we're we're going to the we're going to the pharmacies 2.9 billion times a year, spending 34 billion dollars a year in the process. Whoa. Just for over-the-counter Just medications. Just for over-the-counter medication. I think that's the really important part here, right? So, I mean, again, while, you know, like Aaron was saying, there, we're just starting to get more and more research. People are actually starting to tie, uh, connect the dots, really, with this research. And they're saying, okay, well, what if we look at this? What if we look at that? And, and that's how we're ending up with all this, with this, this more, more research, this better research that's saying, hey, you know what? These drugs aren't as safe as we once thought. They're actually creating long-term health problems. Right. And I mean, and we really wanted to do this show because so often we hear people saying, oh, well, I take this, but I mean, that's just, you know, over-the-counter. You don't need to know, you know, and people come in and they're like, well, you don't need to know about like over-the-counter medications. Yeah, we do. I mean, and the thing is, when we make a big deal about it, you know, when we're talking to people, I mean, it's really considered kind of crazy, right? I mean, like, why would you be concerned with over-the-counter medications? Over-the-counter, it's clearly not a big deal. Um, it is a big deal. And we're sure we're right. Th- Tylenol is the number one cause of, of of liver failure in the country. Crazy, right? But yeah, but we're told everybody can take Tylenol. I mean, and you know, we're kind of picking on Tylenol, but this goes for a lot of different. No, no offense, Tylenol. Um, well, um... <laughs> maybe maybe a little. <laughs> I mean, but there are a lot of these over-the-counter medications that we know are causing problems, and I just think it's time. You know, I mean, we just kind of want to put the information out there because if 
at least to kind of give you pause the next time that you think that you are going to reach for something that's simply over the counter. And so if, you know, why it's not going to harm you. So why not see if it helps? Right. I think that's the way a lot of people look at it. Well, and I think people also look at it, taking it even further than that. Lots and lots of patients that come to us will say, make comments like, well, I, I don't like to take pills. I don't want to take pills. I, I, this is not what I want to do. But then when we look at their list, they're taking four or five over-the-counter medications. It's like they don't even they don't even consider that that's a pill right. that they're taking. They don't the Tylenol that I take every day, the Aleve that I take, the you know whatever that the you know the Zyrtec that I take. Well, that's not a pill. Well, of course well, it is. And the funny thing is, I mean, now that you say that, we also hear a lot of people say, well, that that doesn't hardly do anything. Meaning, it, I get barely any relief. Therefore, it could barely be doing anything to my body. And you know, our point is, if you're barely getting any relief, then why are you taking it right. and potentially harming yourself? Right. Um, but I think that yeah, people put over the counter medications in more of a category with supplements than they do pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Um, and because they're like, gosh, if you're av- uh, able to get it over the counter, it, there's no way it can harm you, right? Unless you're taking an, an obscene amount. Because but I- that's the problem. We are taking it in, in an obscene amount because you can go and buy like aspirin in thousand pill bottles. Right. But I mean, Who the people- hell needs a thousand pills of aspirin? But I think people aren't taking it, you know, all at one sitting. But I think there are people that take entire bottles. I mean, over the course of, you know. Sure. I mean, I, you know, I mean, if you're taking over-the-counter medications daily, there's a big problem. Right. There just is. Yeah. So let, let's let's talk about ibuprofen for a little bit. So there, ibuprofen, uh, so NSAIDs, um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, they're very commonly used worldwide. Um, there's about 70 million prescriptions and 30 billion over-the-counter doses sold annually. That's a huge discrepancy here. 70 million prescriptions, 30 billion over-the-counter doses sold annually. This is a ton. I mean, th- there is a massive amount of side effects that are associated with ibuprofen. There are cardiovascular side effects. There are gastrointestinal side effects. There are liver side effects, kidney side effects, and neonatal health complications. Women taking uh, NSAIDs during pregnancy increase the risk of creating issues with the with the fetus, with the baby. This is a this is a problem. I mean, the cardiovascular risks have been identified decades ago. They figured this stuff out. I mean. But the sad thing about this is a lot of this information, the public doesn't even know. They don't have any idea that there's a problem and that it's that it's affecting their, their heart health. I mean, there was a study, 20, 2017, there was a study published in the European Heart Journal, um, Cardiovascular Pharmacotherapy. And they associated ibuprofen consumption with a 31% increased risk of cardiac arrest, while Several other studies link the drug to um, non-fatal heart attacks, congestive heart failure, and high blood pressure. You know what the number one killer is in America? Heart disease. Has been for a long time. It will continue to be for a long time. But yet we're still piling on medications that have all these cardiovascular side effects. And people are like, well, I don't understand why I have congestive heart failure. Well, maybe it's the 14 ibuprofens you've taken every day for the last 20 years because your low back hurts. Right. It's just mind boggling what we're doing to ourselves. And people just don't even know when we started. That's the that's the issue, really. I mean, and that's, you know, again, why we wanted to do the show is that 
people don't even know that this could be contributing. And it's never brought up. No. I mean, they just get a diagnosis and no one ever says, hey, maybe you need to stop taking this or maybe you need to cut down. Right. I mean, and it's it should be frustrating if you're listening to this and you're like, why did no one ever tell me this? Because it should be talked about more, but it's not. Right. It's just completely. It's too big of a moneymaker. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. But I also I think even even your primary care physicians are just thinking of it as like, oh, you're taking some ibuprofen. OK, great. Right. Everybody takes ibuprofen. Really. I think that's what you know. I mean, they're so used to seeing it. Right. That they just don't even bring it up. Um, that's just. You know, everyone that comes in to see them is taking over the counter medications. Yeah, they're just it's just it's so it's so commonplace that I mean, we we will see people that, you know, they don't mark anything in in their medication list and their prescriptions or their over the counter spot where we have places where you fill this stuff out. And we, I ask every time I ask, I'm like, so you're not taking any over the counter medications. Do you ever take a leave? Do you ever take Tylenol? Do you ever take ibuprofen? Do you ever? And. Everyone says, oh, well, well, yeah, I take that. And I have to go back and fill it all in for them because they're taking it. They just didn't even think about it when they filled out the paperwork. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about safety of over-the-counter medication. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. Or by phone, 314-293-8123. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning in today, we are, well, we've kind of been up on our soapbox about over-the-counter medications, um, talking about their dangers and how so many people don't actually know how dangerous over-the-counter medications are and what side effects they carry when you're taking these things long-term. Don't get me wrong. You know, 
I don't have a problem if someone takes a dose of ibuprofen because their back hurts and they're as long as they're going to figure out, you know, what they can do to help it, right? Occasionally that stuff happens. This is not something that needs to be done um, all day, every day. And so th- that's not, in reality, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the, the single dose stuff. I'm talking about right. the I stuff mean, where people really, are taking this the forever. The single dose stuff is what over-the-counter medications were meant for, right? I mean, it's like if you need a little bit of relief for something short-term, this is a way to get you the medication that, you know, you don't have to go through your doctor. And so in looking at it in that way, it's not a terrible thing. Um, you know, I mean, if you're able to take one Tylenol and get rid of a headache and you get a headache, you know, once a year, or, you know, whatever. Whole different ballgame. Like totally different. But that's not how over-the-counter medications are being used. Um, and really, Not using 30 billion doses a right. year or whatever it is. But I mean, and I think that really goes to the heart of what, you know, we preach so often, which is that chronic illnesses are skyrocketing. People have these issues on a day-to-day basis. I mean, they're, you know, people aren't getting a headache once a year. People that get headaches are getting them, you know, almost daily, or they're getting a number of them a month, or they're getting them, you know, seasonally, or, you know, I mean, with women, they're getting them at certain times of the month. They're getting them for prolonged periods of time, and over-the-counter medications aren't designed to be used that way. I mean, not if you're going to use them safely. Um, that's one of the things, uh, you know, that we've talked to so many people about, not only getting them off of their pharmaceutical medications, because if you can find the root of the problem, you can quit having to take a lot of pharmaceuticals, um, but... Getting them off the other over the counter medications. And it's amazing, you know, because we do sometimes have people come in who are not on pharmaceuticals. It does not happen all that often because most people are only something. That's true. But we do have some people who don't take any of that, but they take over the counter medications. And it's amazing how much better they can feel when we figure out what's actually going on and they're no longer dealing with the side effects of those medications. Yeah. So. You know, before the break, we were talking, I'd, I'd mentioned the cardiovascular risks that are associated with, with ibuprofen. You know, ibuprofen and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, they inhibit this this enzyme called cyclooxygenase. Um, and what this does is this enzyme produces these little inflammatory mediators called prostanoids. And they make them from this this um, inflammatory stuff called arachidonic acid. And any of our patients that have, are listening out there, you've heard me talk about arachidonic acid because we test for this stuff. This is, this is stuff that we can figure out what your levels are. It tells us what your likelihood is of being inflamed and in pain and things like that. Well, these, these NSAIDs, inhibit the production of these these inflammatory pain-producing prostanoids, but they also inhibit the beneficial prostanoids that do things like promote vasodilation, which will lower your blood pressure. They do things like inhibit platelet aggregation, so it's stopping you from creating a blood clot. And they also help you maintain a very healthy vascular system. And when you're taking these medications, you're losing those protective benefits. And sometimes it's about losing the protective benefits that's what ends up causing us damage and causing us problems in the long run. And people come in, they're like, well, I don't understand why I have, you know, all of these cardiovascular things. I don't, I don't, I don't do anything. I exercise. I do this. I do that. I'm like, yes, but you look at all of this over-the-counter medication that you're taking to inhibit pain that 
Obviously, it isn't fixing the pain because you have to take it every single day. So let's figure out what's actually driving the pain and let's eliminate that. That way you don't have to take the medication all the time. Right. Well, novel, novel idea. Well, and I mean, but really, we and we've talked about this so much, but I really think that most people think that if it's possible to find out what's causing their pain, their doctor would have done that, right? When they've gone through the conventional medical system, they're like, that, That's what they do in that five minutes of time that they spend with right. them. They really dive into it and figure out what's causing that pain. Right. But, I mean, I think that that's – or they'll give them some explanation. I mean, we've had people come in and say, well, my doctor says it's genetic. Or my doctor said, you know, that this is, you know, because of, you know, this or that, that, that we're like – Okay, first of all, they didn't test. There's no way they can know that. And second of all, I'm pretty sure that's not true. So um, I don't think it's that people aren't, you know, thinking about it. They just assume that if it could be figured out, it would have been figured out. And so they're left with, you know, taking over the counter medication or take something stronger for pain. And they're like, well, if I can function on ibuprofen, I'll take it. But, you know, our whole point is, well, it. It's not something that you can take and say, well, it might help, and at least it's, you know, it's not going to hurt me because it's over the counter. It could hurt you, and there's a better way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. So we've talked about some cardiovascular benef- or, uh, uh, reactions. And, yeah, and not benefits. No, it's not benefits. It's not benefits. It's eliminating the benefits. It's the opposite <laughs> of benefits. Um, but there are also... Gastrointestinal problems that that come with taking with long term use and chronic use of ibuprofen or other NSAIDs. So, what happens here is ibuprofen basically reduces these beneficial prostanoids that we just talked about about with regard to the cardiovascular system. But these, there are beneficial prostanoids that help maintain the integrity of our gut, um, both our stomach and our intestinal barrier. And so we're basically shutting that down. So what what's seen, literature is documented that 60 to 70% of individuals who take NSAIDs long-term develop. Now, there's a list here of things that get developed. Intestinal inflammation, increased intestinal permeability, i.e. leaky gut, mucosal damage, gastric ulcers, diverticulitis, they actually get blood loss and anemia. So you can you can create these ulcers and you start bleeding and now you lose you're losing blood and become anemic. As well as nutrient malabsorption. Well, of course there's nutrient malabsorption. If your gut is completely inflamed and can't function properly, there's no possible way that you're going to absorb the nutrients that you're that you're that you're consuming, whether you're trying to absorb nutrients from food or whether you're trying to absorb nutrients from from like things like dietary supplements, right? It's just destroying everything. Not to mention the fact that these things alter the gut microbiome. So you completely throw out of balance everything that's inside of you that's that's on your team and trying to help you. You're dropping a nuclear bomb in there. So once right. we and you're not even dro- not dropping a nuclear bomb, right? You but you're dropping a bomb. Yeah, you're dropping right? a bomb. I mean, and that's the it's thing. Ha- it's it's death by hand grenades right. over and over and over again. Right, and I think, but I mean, I think that's an important distinction because I think that you know, like I said before, people think of you know, a you know, a narcotic or a prescription pain medication. Okay, well, that is would you know that would make sense that that's causing a problem, but this is just like, you know, not really doing anything, but. 
it's the repeated effect of it that can cause long-term issues. Yeah. So not only does ibuprofen cause all those other issues, ibuprofen can allow the transfer of inflammatory bacteria from the intestine into the liver. Once that happens, we get inflammation in the liver. Once we have inflammation in the liver, that's how we can develop non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is becoming so prevalent that it can actually be tested for. Quest Labs actually has a little thing that you can check to see if someone actually has non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. They're looking. It's so ridiculously prevalent. And it's so prevalent that when this came out, they actually sent a rep to our office to tell us about non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. I laughed a little bit. The rep actually laughed a little bit. He's like, I have to document that I came. And he's like, I know you understand this stuff, but I still have to come. (laughs) Most of the reps that come to our office are like, okay, listen, I need to just do this. I mean, you know, and some are, I mean, I don't mean that to put down reps, but like, that's what we do, right? We're researchers. So it's just, you know, whereas most doctor's offices are going to come in. And and, it's going to be new to them. And it's going to be new and they're going to be teaching them something. We're just like, well, you know, we... We're researching on an everyday basis, plus we're, you know, preparing for these radio shows. We, yeah, it's just. Yeah, the the old guy that used to be, he's, he's no longer with the company, but he was a, a, a part of Quest and he did a lot with the cardiovascular work. He actually called me one day and was like, okay, can you, te- I'm, I'm, I'm recording this. Can you teach me all of this stuff about this testing? And I, I taught the guy in charge of all of that stuff, how I explain these things, because he was trying to have a way to explain it to other doctors when he went to their office to tell them, this is what this test is and what it means and what it really, what, how you can really explain this stuff to your patients. And, it's just kind of comical how that... And that's why we have a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you're benefiting from this. So it's, it's fun times. So the, when, when you start creating these GI problems, GI problems and liver problems basically come hand in hand. And that's where, that's where I was going with that, that how we end up with this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Once you develop non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, the next thing that comes along is scarring and, and all kinds of other problems that go along with with nutrient utilization. So the liver is like a big powerhouse organ in our body. And if we're just bombarding it and it's just taking a beating because we're constantly ending up, you know, taking ibuprofen, this is how ibuprofen leads to liver failure. This is why it's such a problem for people that have impaired liver. Not to mention when you're taking NSAIDs or even Tylenol when you've been drinking alcohol. That's a double whammy on the liver. Should never really be done under any circumstance if you can avoid that. Um, but, you know, when we start talking about liver and and damage to the liver, then we have to start talking about how the kidneys suffer, how the immune function suffers. And, I mean, we've got to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how it da- how how ibuprofen ta- uh, usage can damage the kidneys and damage the immune function in our body. This all ties together. It makes a lot of sense when you start putting all the pieces of the puzzle together for people. You're listening to Wellness 101. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123. And welcome back, everyone. If you're just tuning in, we've been talking about um, over-the-counter medication, specifically ibuprofen. <laughs> we've really been hitting uh, on ibuprofen. We, we, we've, we've, we've been hammering ibuprofen. Our show over-the-counter do- medications has really turned into an ibuprofen. And we're, and we're not even done yet. <laughs> um, we were just talking during the break there. So if you are someone who is constantly taking ibuprofen or you know someone who is frequently popping ibuprofen, Recommend this show because yeah. <laughs> there's well, maybe our, you should think about that. Our producer at the break, she's like, "Yeah, this is something that we that everybody reaches for ibuprofen, no matter what." And we I, we completely agree. We understand we that. See it. I mean, that's, yeah. But that's a that's exactly how we end up with having all of these complications and things. These are drivers of heart disease. These are drivers of liver disease. And these things are drivers of kidney disease. I mean, before the break, I said I was going to come back and talk about liver stuff. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've ran blood labs on people and their liver enzymes. They're young, young individuals. Liver enzymes are, are elevated. This is a problem. And then I'm like, okay. Your liver enzymes are up. You've been taking a little bit too much of this ibuprofen. You're not. You're. You may be taking a little more than what you told me you're taking initially. <laughs> and so I'll go back and I put their feet to the fire and I say, okay, so this, what you told me that you occasionally take ibuprofen once in a great while, doesn't equate with what we're seeing here. Are you taking it more than once in a while? And then we get the, well, yeah, maybe. I, I yeah, I take I take it every day. Well, when you take it, yeah, exactly. When you take it, how much do you take? Well, I take five or six. Yeah, if I take one, I Good mean, Lord. it does nothing. You know, that's what I mean. We hear a lot, like you know, if I well, if I took one or two pills, I mean, I used to do that. It does nothing. It doesn't even have an effect. And so, we take more. I mean, it's over the counter. It can't be that bad, right? So, we see it a lot. Yeah. So, anyway, I mean, the researchers, the 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 what do you call it? the the book is out or what well, what's the phrase I can't think of the phrase right now, um, but the jury the jury is out I know it was a lawyer thing, uh, <laughs> books juries they're all lawyer things um, the the jury's still out on like exactly how ibuprofen creates the liver damage we know that it does you know it moves these 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 things over into the liver which causes the inflammation in the liver research doesn't actually hasn't actually caught up with that to explain all of the all of the mechanics but does just it matter? yet. No, it doesn't I mean. <laughs> matter. We know that if you take it your liver becomes inflamed. Inflamed, inflamed liver equals fatty liver disease long term. Right. And from a very, you know, I mean, just basic standpoint, I mean, we know that if you're taking something the liver has to process it. Right. So the liver, I mean, you're putting stress in your liver. Now if you're taking it every once in a while, is that a big deal? Well, no, I mean, like your liver, I mean, your, our bodies are made to be able to deal with, you know, foreign, th- I mean, you know, like we're equipped to deal with, you know, toxic substance or foreign substances in small doses every once in a while. It's when you're taking it repeatedly and taking it in large doses that, you know, you're going to affect your organs and the liver especially. 
Yeah. And I mean, now there's there's this testing now that can be done, this genetic testing to see how you process medications and what you should or shouldn't avoid. A lot of people show up. If they run the test, they find out, oh, my gosh, I, I'm not supposed to take ibuprofen. What do I do? Right. That's literally the question I get. I can't take ibuprofen. What do I do? Like, well, let's figure out. That's why you're here. Yeah, that's why you're here. <laughs> let's answer that question. Um, so it damages the kidneys. It it changes how the kidney is able to filter things out. It reduces the kidney's ability to filter. Um, and when you reduce the, the kidney's ability to filter, you end up leaving extra water, extra waste in the in the in the body. And that's no good. Now we're building up toxicity because our our kidneys aren't able to filter the way that they're supposed to. That no one wants that. So there's a there's a big there's there's damage everywhere that goes on liver, kidneys, gut, cardiovascular stuff when we're taking this. And then there's prenatal risk. We talked I said at the very beginning of the show that sometimes that this stuff affects um that fetuses and unborn unborn children. So there's a lot of evidence that has indicated that prenatal use of ibuprofen increases the risk of fetal and infant health problems. So it's possible if we're changing this. Let's just hear me out here. If we're changing the health of a child before they're born and then while they're still an infant, it's not a stretch to say that those changes and those impacts on their health are not going to last long throughout their life. Of course they're going to last throughout the person's life. Of course they're going to have issues and troubles and problems later in life. Are we able to say that if um, a mom took you know whatever dose of ibuprofen, I don't think the research is there yet, but it's just common sense to say if we're damaged as a baby, we have long-term damage in our health. That's just a common sense. Tra- I'm not trying to extrapolate anything that's not possible right. because it is possible. So I know at the beginning I said that we were going to talk about um, something and then talk about the natural alternatives, but let, let's talk a little bit about acetaminophen because the, the natural alternatives to ibuprofen and acetaminophen are Basically the same. Because they're taken for basically the same purpose. Yeah, right? you're taking them so the, for the same reason. So let's talk a little bit about acetaminophen. So the the research on this is about every week, about 23% of Americans take an acetaminophen-containing— American adults. Oh, yeah, American adults. Sorry. Can take an acetaminophen-containing medicine. Now— there are, there are different types of medic. There are prescription medications that have you know something combined with acetaminophen. There's just straight up acetaminophen. There are different ways that you can that you can take this, but just let's just talk about some of the dangers of acetaminophen. For for instance, if you're if you're wanting to have kids, the effects of prenatal acetaminophen used by women and men has an effect on their children, right? So when women take acetaminophen before they become pregnant, they're, or while they're pregnant, they can increase their baby's risk of having asthma, ADHD, autism, lowered IQ, behavioral problems, language display, impaired executive function, and cerebral palsy. Whoa, that's a big list, right? And if dads take acetaminophen Prior to conception, so if it's preconception acetaminophen use for eight or more days, 
it's associated with ADHD in kids. So a lot of people that take acetaminophen take it every single day. And so, guys, you're increasing the risk of your child having ADHD if you're taking it eight days before they're conceived. This stuff affects our entire body and our next generation here. We're talking about a generational change. This is huge. And then if, if, if kids are using it in early childhood, right, if, if a baby has to use acetaminophen between the ages of 12 and 18 months, you increase the risk of autism spectrum disorder eightfold. In adults, acetaminophen blunts emotions and empathy. Now, let's back up. What do doctors tell parents to give children who have a fever? Tylenol. It's safe, right? It's safe. What do they tell them to give a child if they are, are complaining or, or the baby's a little fussy because they're teething? Tylenol. And yet right here, the research is showing an increased risk of autism spectrum disorder eightfold. Now, I know a lot of people out there want to point the finger at one specific thing that causes autism, and I don't think that that's true at all. I think there are a lot of things that play a role here, and this is one of them. Right. And it, or could be. You know, I mean, I think that this Well, the is, research is indicating this. Right. No, I mean, that it, that this could be one of the, sure. the things that, sure. you know, I, I mean, see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, we're certainly not saying that every case of autism probably has something to do with acetaminophen. No, no, no that's correct. Um, we're just saying that, you know, I mean, this is one of the factors that could lead to it. And I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times uh, we've had people roll their eyes at us when, you know, because our son is going you know, he's teething right now. And, you know, there are times when he gets a little fussy and we've had people say, just give him some Tylenol. And we're like, we don't we don't give him Tylenol. And there are eye rolls. There are I mean, like I know that people, you know, and most of the people around us expect that stuff from us anyway. But um, (laughs) most of them don't even say anything to us anymore. Yeah, (laughs) maybe behind our backs, but uh, not to our face. That's okay. (laughs) So it's also toxic to the liver and kidneys. Um, there's uh, half of acute liver failure is caused by acetaminophen. A- acute liver failure, acetaminophen is causing half of it. I mean, it's just insane. It increases the permeability of the gut, allowing this inflammatory bacteria to get from the gut into the liver, just like ibuprofen does, right? Maximum dose, 4,000 milligrams a day. That can cause liver damage, just that dose. Maximum safe dose, according to the, the bottle, is that much. But that can cause liver damage, cause elevated liver enzymes, right? And that can happen in four days. Four. I know people that have taken this for months. So anyway, we've got to take a break. Um, when we come back, we'll touch a little bit more on acetaminophen, and then we're going to talk about the alternatives to ibuprofen and acetaminophen. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone, 314-293-8123. And welcome back, everyone. 
Um, if you're just tuning in, uh, you've missed a rant, basically, for the last uh, almost hour on uh, over-the-counter medications. And specific, we were going to talk about several. We, we kind of dove into... Um, <laughs> then we figured uh, out how angry we were about <laughs> ibuprofen and acetaminophen. <laughs> ibuprofen and acetaminophen just took a beating in the last uh, 45 minutes or so. So we'll, we're going to finish up today just by talking about some alternatives um, that you can utilize if you're if you find yourself taking too much ibuprofen or acetaminophen. So a lot of people out there are looking for pain. I mean, they're taking Tylenol and acetaminophen or Tylenol. It's the same thing. They're taking acetaminophen (laughs) or ibuprofen for pain relief. And so we're going to talk about some things that can help with pain relief for you as, as an alternative to those things. Yes. If you are in, you know, an acute state, because I just want to stress before we get into this, that, the best thing you can do if you're having to take this on a regular basis is find a functional medicine practitioner and figure out why you feel like you need it in the first place, right? Like the best thing you can do is find the cause of your symptom and, you know, treat the cause so you don't need it anymore. And if you've been taking it for a long term, make finding out if you've created damage right. that needs to be worked on and, and potentially fixed. Right. But in the meantime, you know, I mean... There are people who are like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do now, right? I mean, I've already been taking this for a long time, and if I don't take it, I'm in pain or whatever. And that's what we want to talk about and give you some alternatives um, that you can use at home now, uh, even if you don't know what's actually causing your symptoms. Yeah. So the first one we'll throw out there is boswellia. Boswellia is uh, it's a, it's a resin that's been extracted from a, a specific tree that's in India, the Middle East, Northern Africa. And this stuff was used back um, in Ayurveda, um, which is the ancient Indian medicine that's out there. Um, and they used it to treat arth- arthritic pain, reduce inflammation, help with fevers. And a lot of research has shown that it does have very anti-inflammatory, uh, anti-arthritic, um, pain-relieving properties. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's 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 beneficial for it. If you're looking for this product, you want to find stuff. There, there's some, been some standardization to Boswellia. So if you if you find some Boswellia, you want to make sure at, at minimum that this stuff is standard standardized to contain 30% of the AKBA, which it's a big, long word. It's 3-acetyl-11-keto-beta-boswellic acid. Um, don't ask me to say it again. Um, but that's the one that's most beneficial in relieving pain and decreasing inflammation and helping with joint mobility. That's where the research is. So if you're doing that, you know, typical dosages of that, uh, I off the top of my head, somewhere around 800, 1200 milligrams. Um, I think you can take that up to three times a day. Don't quote me on that. Go buy your bottles um, because they're all different. They're going to be different capsular sizes. So go buy your bottles recommendation on, on what you can do or talk to your physician about dosages for that. Um, and then, you know, you're that's 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 enough on Boswellia. There there's a lot of people that like to utilize it. It's a it's a great herb out there for that sort of thing. Um, um pregnant women have to avoid it. Yeah, you? pregnant women have to yeah, stay I away. I just think that's a big um, thing we want to make sure that yeah, it can promote abortion actually. Yeah, yeah so. so spontaneous abortion um if you take that, don't take that if you're pregnant. Um the next one on the list is tart cherry juice. Tart cherry Tart cherry juice has a very high level of antioxidants. It's very anti-inflammatory, so we can reduce inflammation for all of our joints and muscles and bones and such. Um, it's most 
frequently consumed as a juice. Um, and there are research studies out there having people take between two ounces and 12 ounces a day. If you're going to try that, I always tell people, start with two ounces and see how that does. If you need to increase, increase it. But we've got to figure out what the dosage is for you. Make sure when you buy the stuff, you're getting organic, no sugar added tart cherry juice. Um, and tart cherry juice can be consumed safely by pregnant women. So if you're having pain, that may be something for you. Another thing is turmeric. Turmeric is, is uh, very popular um, now. Uh, it's been it's been popular for a long time in the functional medicine world. Um, it's becoming more mainstream. It has a compound called curcumin, um, which is helpful in alleviating pain. Um, curcumin by itself has a lot of uh, very low bioavailability. Um, in to to get the therapeutic doses, you have to take a lot of it, or you can just find yourself some liposomal curcumin. Um, that's the best way to do that. That's something that we carry um, at the office is a liposomal curcumin. Um, it's much more easily absorbed, and it, the, it works well, um, both on, A, knowing the science behind it on my end, and, B, hearing back from patients saying, yeah, this stuff works. Um, so um, it is safe for pregnant women to consume turmeric, in like doses that you would consume with food. However, when we're talking about these super high doses in a supplement, stay away from that stuff. Um, You don't want to be taking that um, during pregnancy. Right. And really, I mean, we're bringing up these, I mean, these are, uh, you know, things that actually we know, uh, you know, are problems with uh, pregnant women. But unless you know for sure that it's safe, I mean, you know, we said tart cherry juice um, can be safe for pregnant women. I mean, anyone who is pregnant knows, you know, stay away from things if you're not, yeah. <laughs> if we're not specifically saying it's okay. Right. Um, the next one is, has, is gaining massive amounts of popularity now uh, in this country. It's CBD oil. Um, so CBD oil, not, they're not all created equal. Um, if you try one and it doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean that another one won't. Um, because there's not a lot going on in standardization of things and CBDs coming from different things. Like some people are producing CBD from hemp. Some people are producing it from cannabis sativa. Just depends on where it's coming from and what, what the compounds are. It's, it's just a little bit different, um, across the board and, and what people are marketing and what's on the label versus what's actually in the product. So if you're going to use this, find a reputable company, find something that works for you. Talk to your functional medicine provider. I'm sure that they will know something to point you in the right direction. Right, we have some definite views on this. CBD oil is similar in um, to supplements in that it has so much to do with how the manufacturing process goes. So, um, you know, it's not just, you know, the fact that it's CBD oil. It's, you know, what exactly it contains and how it was made um, can make a huge difference as far as efficacy. Yeah. That's, and that, safety. That's exactly right. And then last on the list would be collagen. Um, collagen is great because it can help decrease pain significantly. Um, I'm, I'm kind of particular when it comes to collagen and collagen supplementation. You want to have a very, very high quality product. Um, you want the size of the collagen molecule that's in the, in the product to be a very specific size. Some of the stuff that's popular over-the-counter stuff out there as far as collagen is not that. Um, and so people that switch and we're say, okay, well, I understand that you're taking this product. 
However, this over here, it works differently because it's a different size. It has different bioavailability. They start taking this other product. And they're like, holy cow, I didn't realize that it could decrease my knee pain so much or it helped my joint pain or help my body aches and pains. It really, truly makes a big difference. And I mean, yeah, you can get it in your diet with consuming bone broth and things like that, but supplementing helps too. So... All right, that's about all the time that we have for today. I hope you've enjoyed our show um, on basically ibuprofen and, and acetaminophen. Um, but if you want more information, visit our website, theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. Call us, 314-293-8123. Follow us on all our socials. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, comment, shoot us emails, anything. We'll, we'll get back to you as quickly as we can. For Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening. Wellness 101 has been brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your destination for functional medicine in St. Louis. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.